91.5 WHMP. Good afternoon on this Thursday afternoon. I, uh, I was going to do this whole riff about um, Trump being held accountable civilly, potentially criminally, uh, until our science and sustainability correspondent, Brian Adams, said, do you know what today is? That's right. And today is a really important thing. Not that the whole Trump thing is not incredibly important as well. And I'm sure you will get to it at one point or another on this right. show or tomorrow. But today is equ the equinox. Happy equinox. Yay. Yay. Uh, technically 9.03 p.m. tonight. And... Uh, the good news is that it's a beautiful afternoon out there. The not-so-good news is we start to lose our light and start to head on into the winter time. So technically, we're moving into fall at 9.03 p.m. tonight. Uh, little science uh, term, the word equinox comes from equinoxium, meaning equality between day and night. So today, sunrise was at 6.46, sunset at 6.49, not quite equal, but pretty close, uh, changing two to three minutes a day. Uh, there will be three less hours of daylight come the winter solstice on the 21st. So we have winter to look forward to and declining daylight. In Greek mythology, the fall equinox marks the return of the goddess Persephone, to the underworld for three months where she is reunited with her husband, Hades. So that's kind of cool. And then once the winter solstice comes, she emerges back out of the underworld, back to, I, I don't know where, Greece? No, it's Trump uh, Towers. Trump Towers. <laughs> that's, so there we go. But that has, I guess, something to do with our guests, but uh, because... Um, they celebrate the seasons, and we are celebrating Harvest Month here with yet another agriculture-themed interview. Uh, and we're delighted to have our guest today, Laura Fisher. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. Brian, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Laura is the executive director of Just Roots in Greenfield. Just Roots manages the community farm and community gardens on municipal land in Greenfield and is really well known for developing and operating its uh, SNAP, Enrolled Low-Income Community-Supported Agriculture Farm Share Program. SNAP is Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Uh, and that's really one of the n numerous things, let's say, that make Just Roots so unique is this ability to provide locally grown food to low-income folks. Can you begin by telling us how that works? So there are a lot of things that Just Roots does, uh, as you mentioned. Um, and the way our SNAP enrolled CSA works is um, essentially we are very well aware of how these, uh, L these uh, benefit programs work. Um, and we are able to do specific outreach to different communities, inform them about what their benefits are. And in addition to SNAP, uh, there's a program called HIP in Massachusetts, the Healthy Incentives Program. So um, we, throughout the course of the, the CSA season, are able to cover um, portions of the CSA payments through uh, these programs. And uh, the rest, the remainder, is basically on a sliding scale, pay what you can program. Um, and then we have uh, grants and uh, very kind donors that sort of fill in the rest of those subsidies. And so we are able to provide uh, healthy, local, nutritious food 
to, in Franklin County at least, 259 families as wow. of right now. Yep. That is so great. And the, and folks come once a week to pick up a box of incredibly diverse food. Is that correct? That is correct, though they don't necessarily need to come to the farm. Um, as you mentioned, we do a lot of food access work. We are um, a social justice organization in addition to being a community farm. So we recognize and try to alleviate the barriers people have to obtaining that food. And for some people, driving three miles north of Greenfield to come to the farm to pick it up is not super accessible. So we actually offer a few different distribution points. We, on Wednesdays, we set up downtown uh, in an area that is accessible. Downtown Greenfield. Downtown Greenfield, correct. Um, that's accessible to um, people using the Franklin uh, Transit Authority. And we also um, have the capacity to, to deliver. Um, so if you're within five miles of downtown Greenfield and you do not have the ability to come uh, pick up your share or if you're immunocompromised, we actually have the capacity to deliver that directly to you. Thump, 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 thump. What an incredible thing to be doing. Yeah, just what amazing. a blow to food insecurity. Thank and, you. And what, what are folks getting these days in their CSA farm share? Well, these days, um, I, w I checked in with the staff this morning, and I know they were cleaning and sorting onions for curing. Um, there's winter squash that's starting to come around. Yesterday, I grabbed a couple of heads of lettuce. Uh, some nice fall crops coming in now. Um, some beautiful potatoes. And yeah, peppers, all kinds of good stuff. And people tend to get, um, if they come to one of our distribution points, it's essentially free choice. So they can select what they'd like. And we have descriptions on how to use each item. That's so exciting. We've been talking about the CSA, the Community Supported Agriculture, where folks get a box a week of wonderful food. But you also have community garden plots. We can, do. Can you talk about that? So the community garden plots, this is interesting because the community garden plots were sort of the genesis of, of Just Roots in its current iteration. Um, it's my understanding, and this is before my time, it was kind of a, a, this punk rock group of local gardeners who were looking for... Punk rock gardeners. Yeah, there no, like this was a real grassroots That's initiative. That's a rock garden. That's a yeah. real thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so yeah. these folks uh, about a decade ago were uh, looking for a place to garden, and they, they approached the city about using the land at the old town farm. And the community garden, which has 61 plots, is was the beginning of that. And it's evolved quite far beyond that um, at this point. Um, the community garden has a lot of programming. We try to get people connected to the land. Recently, we had a botanical dye workshop where people came and made basically tie-dye with flowers, which was super cool. Um, there's a medicinal uh, program there through People's Medicine Project, and they do some uh, programming as well. So the community garden is a nice touch point for folks to get out and connect with the land. And it serves low-income folks as well. Is that correct? Yes. Um, it's, uh, I believe there's, you know, there are plots that open up every year and uh, there's generally rolling interest. And it's wonderful to see because each plot sort of re reflects the creativity and interest of, of the person caring or the, the family caring for it. Very cool. Um, I just assume when I first learned about Just Roots that the name came from sort of a cool wordplay of social justice and plants and <laughs> Just Roots. But 
that's not the case. It has nothing to do with food justice. Can you tell us how the name originated? So I, I, was, I was in the same boat as you. I thought this was a social justice uh, agriculture mashup. But apparently the original owner of the property was named Justin Root, which I find really adorable. Um, so we are paying homage to him and his ownership while also stressing um, what our goals are through our name. Well, just to so. bring that circle, to close that circle, the name Justin, it speaks to justice. That's mm-hmm. where the name Justin comes oh, from. So there we go. So it does have, does have something to do with social justice. Um, the farm was sold, correct me if I'm wrong, in 1849 by Justin Root to the city of the town of Greenfield uh, and became the town farm for another 100 or so years. So it's been a farm forever. It has. Yeah, which is, which is really cool. Tell us the history of Just Roots. When did you start you as in Just Roots? Just begin? Roots. Uh, this is, I believe, the 12th season. Uh, and as I mentioned, this sort of started as something a little bit more basic and uh, just it was people looking for a community garden space. Um, and through the work of a lot of dedicated community members and staff at Just Roots, it's grown into this enormous uh, community farm. Um, we also have healthcare partners now where we have referrals coming in for um, pediatric patients who uh, we deliver uh, these CSA boxes to if they're on mass health. So there's a new uh, food is medicine, healthcare tie-in. Um, and all of this, uh, that that program has really taken off over the last, this is our third year doing that. So that adds an additional 400 CSA shares that go out to families with children on mass health who are referred in. Um, so what started as a community effort to start a community garden uh, sort of resulted in a, a bunch of great minds coalescing around the idea that this should be a community asset, um, and we've worked really hard to build that. And I've only been with Just Roots about a month, but it has been a fantastic month. Let's talk a little bit about your background before uh, Just Roots. You actually come to them from the Western New England University School of Law, where you were an assistant dean. So from Western New England <laughs> School of Law to Just Roots, tell us how that happened. Oh, it's been a it's been a wild ride. So I I, I have a legal education uh, as, as part of my background. I have a law degree, and I never went to law school because I wanted to be like a hammer swinging litigator. I, I went because hey, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's room for both of us. So <laughs> it's a big tent. Yeah, uh, but so I went because um, I grew up on a farm. And when I was 12, uh, I was the fourth generation to be on that farm. It was started by my great-grandfather, who was a Polish immigrant. His name was Stanley Sparko. Um, When I was 12, my family ultimately lost that farm to development. Um, Parts of it were sold to Arcadia, but ultimately none of it was still in farming. Arcadia, the wildlife, Audubon wildlife. Correct, yeah, Mass Audubon. Um, So I've spent the last 20 years really trying to reconnect with land and figure out how to advocate for it and how to advocate for things like Just Roots that are these unique community-centric uh, operations. And so having a legal background um, and having the network that I built through my last position really uh, helps me out a lot in my current role. And I'm going to assume, I'll go to limb here, and assume it wasn't for the money that you made that, <laughs> that transition. No, um, I am doing this because I feel like it aligns with why I'm alive. Well, that's a good way to, 
to mesh jobs. So let me do that. I'm sorry, Brian, but I'm sure you were going to do this. But if people want to support the incredible work that Just Roots does, how do they get in touch with you? How do they do it? So you can visit justroots.org. That's our website. Uh, there's a lot of information up there. You can come to the farm. Um, you can come walk around. It's it's open. Uh, come take a stroll. We're about three miles north of downtown Greenfield. Um, and we're at the uh, Greenfield Farmer's Market on Saturday morning. So if you want to see what we're what we're growing and selling and meet some of our staff, that's that's where we are. You ask for volunteers? We do. We have dedicated volunteer days every month. Um, there's a lot of ways to get involved. I think we're going to go to break uh, right now. We are speaking with Laura Fisher. Laura's the executive director of Just Roots, the community farm in Greenfield, Massachusetts, that does all sorts of exciting programs around food justice and social justice and uh, growing nutritious local produce. So stick with us, and we'll be right back. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHFD. I ain't gonna work for Maggie's brother no more. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. We have a very unique and lethal combination of emboldened white supremacy in this country and unfettered access to guns. We need to keep talking about the intersection of white supremacy and guns. Guns are used in order to you know, elicit fear and power and control by white supremacists. And it's not an issue that's going away easily. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Lundgren Honda. Experience it. Now, it isn't just one thing. It is everything you expect when you're looking for your next car, your first car, or to repair your car. Award-winning customer service, no-hassle, negotiation-free pricing, and friendly, familiar faces you know and trust with your vehicle. Rob Avery from Lundgren Honda. We're all looking to get the most for our money when it comes to buying gas. How is your gas mileage doing? Is it as good as when you first got your vehicle? Let Lundgren Honda help. We will have one of our technicians perform an express oil change service. It will change your oil and filter and fill the engine with the correct oil. Check and set the tire pressures to the proper specs and make sure that your air filter is clean. All of these make a big difference when it comes to gas mileage. Call, stop by, or make an appointment online. Consumer Satisfaction Award winners two years running. Lundgren Honda proudly provides you with an award-winning experience. See the latest selection of new and certified pre-owned cars at 409 Federal Street and LundgrenHondaOfGreenfield.com. Lundgren Honda of Greenfield. Experience it. At American National, we understand the tried and true farm and ranch lifestyle. And what's important to you is important to us. You deserve an insurance plan custom made to meet all the specific needs of your agribusiness operation. American National offers flexible farm and ranch policies with package options to help better protect your livelihood. We're right by your side. For more information and to connect with a local American National agent, just visit AmericanNational.com. American National Property and Casualty Company and Affiliates, Springfield, Missouri. Eat more kale, says the bumper sticker. Why assume I'm not eating enough kale? If you eat at Paul and Elizabeth's, there's always kale. There's the Caesar salad with kale, with romaine, or both. There's the vegetarian platter, vegetables sautéed to perfection, including kale. Or just order a side of sautéed greens. Some people treat kale like one of those good-for-you-but-no-one-really-likes-it things. Maybe those people have never been to Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant. Inside Thorns in Northampton. 
Want to support the kind of talk you hear on the afternoon buzz? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, your message at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And you'll be supporting the local news, valley talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, your message at whmp.com and add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Welcome back. We are talking this afternoon with Laura Fisher. Laura is the Executive Director of Just Roots, the community farm in Greenfield. Uh, And we're talking during break about the need in Franklin County. The Franklin County is not, for the most part, a wealthy county, but there's a lot of food insecurity. One of the things that makes me crazy about this country that we live in is the incredible amount of people that go hungry every day. Can you talk a little bit about the need in the county that you serve? There is a significant need uh, for food access uh, and especially healthy food access in Franklin County. We were talking about our Franklin County CSA program uh, a little bit earlier, and uh, I mentioned that there were 259 families uh, enrolled in that One-third of those currently are utilizing their SNAP and HIP benefits for that program. So the need is there, um, and we are doing more and more to try to reach people, to try to get them interested in the farm, to get them connected to the work we're doing. Um, We just received a community development block grant uh, to subsidize some CSA shares, including some local protein, some frozen chicken, beef, that kind of stuff. Um, and that's we're, we're doing sort of some outreach to try to entice some new folks into um, trusting us with their, their food source. Um, and so the need is there, and we are, especially after, after or during the tail end of COVID or whatever stage of COVID we're in now, um, we're trying to reconnect with community after not being so much out in the community uh, the past couple years. So I think there's going to be uh, a lot of opportunity in the coming months and years to really try to reach the people who need what we're need what we're doing. I think Justin Root would be very proud I of the so. work. I hope that so. <laughs> way back hundred and what, seventy years ago or something. Um, it doesn't sound like it, but you've been at the job for just a little over a month. Yes. Uh, how is it going? Must have been a very steep learning curve. Yeah. Right? Um, I will say being trained as a lawyer has helped me and guided me quite a bit. Um, I've been able to handle a lot of the higher level, you know, benefits and handling ha- staff stuff and making sure we're doing everything correctly. Uh, so I think having a legal background and being able to come to the table wearing a lawyer hat has helped me um, and has helped me to uh, line the line the organization up um, to be on really solid footing. Um, but yeah. Super big learning curve, and again, that's why I'm so happy with the staff I have because I have some folks there who've been there for years, and they're just wells of institutional knowledge, and they care deeply about the organization. So relying on them has been uh, very beneficial. So thanks to them. Uh, Biggest challenge? Biggest challenge, uh, meeting a bunch of new constituencies and new community partners. Uh, There's a lot happening up in Greenfield. I've been on, been on and in a lot of meetings, and so just acclimating to who the key local players are has been just a lot of new faces and names. Because you're coming from East Hampton. 
Yes. A fourth generation East Hamptoner. Is that a word? That is. Uh, into Greenfield, <laughs> which is a different, different place. Yeah, it is and it isn't. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of East Hampton or the way East Hampton used to be. As a East Hampton was a mill town when I was growing up there, and it wasn't, you know, the way it is today. Um, but I'm really learning to love Greenfield and, and the people there and the kind of community that exists. Biggest thrill working at the farm. Biggest so far. thrill. Oh man. Yesterday we went on a field trip, uh, I shouldn't say field trip, site visit to <laughs> World Farmers. They are one of our partners in the food is medicine space. Um, and they are a cross-cultural group of farmers out in Lancaster, Mass. Um, and we are helping them launch this food is medicine produce prescription program that we've been pioneering. Um, and so we got to tour their farm and uh, meet farmers representing many cultures across 30 different nationalities. And it was just really special to see sorghum and peanuts and just really un stuff that's unusual to me growing and um, connecting with folks over it. That was that was some wind in my sails for sure. Well, that sounds really exciting. Um, one of the things I got a kick out of when I was looking at the website was uh, come and get your CSA uh, box of produce and get a tarot reading. Yes. And that's not the, the vegetable or root vegetable tarot. It's actually <laughs> it's a tarot. A, yes, a tarot reading. Tarot. Come have right, your the tarot card. The yeah. tarot. What did I say? Tarot, but that's okay. That's Who's true. Listening? If I can listening. butcher a word, I, I will I thought do it was that. Thoreau. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Yeah, There's a reading. Sense. We're going to read all of Walden. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it's it's a fun place to be. It's very uh, spirited. There's folks engaged who have really good energy. Fun stuff happening. Not just it's not just vegetables. Um, and through those other sort of activities, we're we're really getting folks out there, engaging them in community, and making sure everyone has a good time. Laura Fisher, before Brian asks you his last question, I want to ask you a question, Brian. Uh -oh. The last four weeks, yeah. you have dedicated towards celebrating the harvest, celebrating farms. Uh, why? You know, the, one of the blessings of living in Western Mass, and I think Laura's referred to it, is the value that we place on local agriculture. And I'm obsessed with climate change. That's my big thing. I think that's one of the reasons why you asked me to do this portion of the show. And certainly one, agriculture is a key factor in climate change. And the more that we can buy locally, the more we can celebrate the harvest here in Western Mass, the better off we are nutritionally and spiritually and climate change-wise. So that's, that's one of the reasons. And economically. And economically as well. Um, speaking of economics, we've gone through a really wet September followed by an incredibly dry summer. How is the farm doing in terms of generating produce? It's... Climate change throws yeah. a monkey wrench into yes. everything. So we are in a much different situation this year than we were last year. There was a lot of rain last year, and I wasn't at Just Roots last year, of course, but it's my understanding that some of their fields were pretty saturated. Um, we have a fantastic farm team who has been irrigating very well this year, and we're so grateful for this rain. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've been doing a great job, um, and... Yeah, I think we have the know-how to, to weather whatever the universe brings us. And one of the ways that listeners can combat climate change is by buying, buying local food. That's and Just true. Roots is certainly one of those places to do it. We've been talking with Laura Fisher. Laura is executive director of Just Roots in Greenfield. One more time, Laura, if folks want to contact you, how can they get in touch with Just Roots? 
Our website is justroots.org, and my email is laura, L-A-U-R-A, at justroots.org. Thank you so much. And uh, as we always do on Thursday, we'll be back for the second half hour with all that jazz. So keep the dial on the... Is that... Stay, stay that? It's keep, Take keep Five it. with Ruth Griggs and Freddie Bryant, the extraordinary yeah. Don't guitarist. touch that dial. That's what I was Don't touch for. that dial. Yeah. Laura Fisher, thank you. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Early to rise, early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm. I'm raising me a family and working on the farm. The days are all filled with an easy country charm. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife. I got me old fiddle. When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the griddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Thank God I'm a country boy. This the is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. The Afternoon Buzz is brought to you by Lundgren, family run since 1964. Experience it in Greenfield. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. Police confirmed there was a threat made in the area of West Springfield High School earlier this morning. A two-hour delay was announced for West Springfield High School. Police arrested 34-year-old Michael Lankoski for multiple charges, including unlawful discharge of a firearm. It appears this was a mental disturbance call and not a threat to the school. This is an ongoing investigation. Greenfield City Councilors discussed, amended, and ultimately tabled a vote to appropriate $100,000 for a third-party audit of the police department at last night's meeting. Councilor John Bottomley explained. Given the current leadership, I doubt meaningful results will be achieved. One of the main reasons the audit was proposed is in reaction to Chief Haig's actions, as documented in the Buchanan case. Yet Haig is the one that would work with auditors and is the person charged with implementing change. So to me, that just stretches credibility to the absolute breaking point. So I'm an absolute no on any amount for this audit. Members of the public spoke about their distrust of Police Chief Robert Haig and their frustration with the mayor's handling of the situation. Greenfield City Councilors will continue discussions about the audit at their next meeting. And today is Massachusetts Day at the Big E, and to celebrate the fair's host state, there were special guests including Governor Charlie Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito. Governor Baker also scheduled an appearance at a ceremonial groundbreaking for the Robert and Donna Manning College of Information and Computer Sciences at UMass Amherst this afternoon. Gradual clearing this afternoon, a high of 66 to 70. Autumnal equinox happens at 9.04 p.m. Variable clouds tonight, breezy, a low of 40 to 46. First full day of fall tomorrow, mostly sunny, chilly, 56 to 60. Mid-60s and bright on Saturday. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. If I remember correctly, there's something like 30 different grapes in this wine. That's it, awesome. Think about Portuguese. There's like two grapes people have ever heard of, and the rest of it is just catch as catch can, and it's usually pretty good and very cheap. Every Friday morning, Monty visits the wine snobs to talk about wine at State Street. These are Portuguese field blends from Casa Freitas. It is the Sand Creek Red Blend. I love this wine. It's $9.99. 
dark, it's rich. It's red. Uh, given the fact that there are 30 grapes playing against each other in here, there's a lot going on yeah. for $9.90. My kids, every time I make them smell wine, say, it smells like wine. All wine smells the oh, same. Yeah, and daughter. I'm like, you're yeah. wrong. But when I smelled this, the first thing I thought of was, it smells like wine. <laughs> but then very quickly moved on to chocolate and blueberry and yeah. As soon as I swirled the glass, boom. Yeah. Like chocolate cake. Blueberry and chocolate cake. That's what, those are like the that. two things I'm getting, blueberry and chocolate. Iron and blood. Yes. Yeah. Vampire wine. Find your favorite wine and your next favorite wine at State Street Fruit Store Deli Wines and Spirits. Why work for just any hospital when you can work for Cooley Dickinson Hospital, winner of the Best Local Hospital Award by the Gazette's 2022 Reader's Choice Awards. And right now, they are offering a $10,000, yes, a $10,000 sign-on bonus for inpatient nurses. On-the-spot interviews are Tuesday, September 27th from 9 to 11 and 4 to 6 at Cooley Dickinson Hospital North Entrance, Route 9 Northampton, or apply online at cooleydickinson.org. With 45 days to Election Day, we'll be paying special attention to candidates and ballot questions. And on our next show, we'll focus on the Fair Share Amendment, Question 1, with T4MA, Transportation for Massachusetts Interim Director Joshua Ostroff, who will be our guest Friday at 9 o'clock. Bill Newman, weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. You know, the Take 5 segment every week is such a treat for me when Ruth Griggs or um, um, Bruce uh, Nimsy bring, bring on these incredible musicians. But I was so thrilled when Ruth let me know via email that uh, today's guest was coming on. Today's guitarist, Freddie Bryant. Ruth, thank you so much. I love this guy. <laughs> Who doesn't love Freddie Bryant? Um, if you've heard him, you love him. Yeah. And and, uh, and actually, I should just say, if you've met him, you love him because he's the nicest guy. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, we, we're just so, you know, Freddie is close to our heart because he is, he's, he's, he's a guy who spent a lot of time in Western Mass., you know, and yep. and so we love seeing our 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 compadres come back here. And Freddie, thank you for um, coming back to the Northampton Jazz Festival on the center October of the 1st, jazz universe on oh, October first, yeah. uh, playing at the Parlor Room, two sets, one at two thirty, one at four. And uh, Freddie, thanks for taking a few minutes to be on uh -huh. uh, Take Five this afternoon. Um, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for the great. Uh, Introduction. <laughs> well, I, uh, I've I've heard you play several times, and I had so much fun digging into your bio a little bit more and learning more about just how much of a world musician you are. Um, Freddie is a guitarist, a composer, a lyricist, and an educator, and travels around the world. Uh, teaches both in Boston and in Holland. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Freddie, well, take it mm -hmm. away. I mean, um, you, you, if you want to start by talking about who you're going to be uh, playing with at the, at the Jazz Festival or what you're doing sure. in your teaching, um, just we just want to hear. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I would start with uh, October 1st uh, with the... Uh, Brazilian trio that I'm bringing to the Northampton Jazz Fest, and I'm really excited to 
play with them. Um, I've been playing Brazilian music since, you know, the early 90s. And even before then, I was playing Brazilian, you know, some of my jazz music was inspired by Brazilian um, music music, um, and rhythms. But this uh, group that I'm bringing up features this amazing drummer who was, I still have the cassette tapes of our first gig that we did in 1991. And um, he's been uh, an inspiration. His name is Porcino, Porcino. And uh, he's kind of one of those uh, guys who only needs one name. Uh, you know, so that's it. Porcino on drums. And he's a legend in New York. New York. He's played with everyone. Uh, he's played with all the Brazilian people who've come through New York. He's played with a lot of people, including the person who's featured in the evening show, uh, like Ron Carter. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so... Um, and, and many other people, but he's, uh, he's like an energizer bunny. He's like, he's got, always got a little baseball cap on and he's, uh, he's the most energetic 80 something year old drummer that I've, of any age. It doesn't matter actually. He's an um, oxygenarian. But, yes. And he's, he, I mean, I've been playing with him for the last 30 years, so I guess he was, my age when I started playing with him, or maybe in his forties, you know. Gracious. So um, now he he's just he's just a, a, a force to be you know reckoned with. It's like it's just a, amazing. Freddie uh, Freddie Ruth yeah, is so Ruth is a great interviewer, but I just have to ask my question. <laughs> sure. What is it about Brazilian music? By the way, I love Brazilian music, but what is it that you love? Hmm. Well. I like rhythm and I like, uh, you know, so I play jazz because of the swing, you know, and because of the, uh, you know, uh, even though people don't tend to dance to jazz these days, all the rhythms make me want to move and, and, um, all the syncopations, you know, based on the African traditions, uh, through the years, um, are really kind of, they kind of blend, in over other Afro uh, Afrocentric uh, arts in the New World, you know, Afro Cuban music, Afro Brazilian music, and and um, and so I really I really focused on that. I really sort of connected with the rhythms that are going there, like the samba rhythms we all know about with the carnival and dancing and the parades and all that kind of stuff. Um, but even if you get to uh, slower uh, grooves, uh, you know, bossa nova, slow samba, samba reggae, which is reggae, um, they're all really just, uh, you know, catchy, you know, make you want to move, you know. And And on top of that, you have the most beautiful melodies, you know, so the melodies are just so, so beautiful. And then you get harmonies. Oh, what can you do? Rhythm, harmony, and melody. I guess that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> and with a Brazilian mm-hmm. twist, it just doesn't get yeah, any better exactly. than that. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're, there, that you're really going to be focusing on the Brazilian genre because that's, that's just such a treat for our ears. Um, I mm-hmm. wanted to, I wanted to, uh, just also acknowledge um, um, the fact that you were here uh, in in Northampton. Florence is a part of Northampton, 
back on March 24th um, when you presented your Upper West Side Love Story, which um, I... I was actually getting an award for being a difference maker that night, or trust me, I would have been there. Um, <laughs> but all of all of my buds said that it was an absolutely mesmerizingly magnificent concert. Um, wow. And I, I just, you know, I, I wanted to, you to talk a little bit about what, what this is considered to be an epic work, which I understand you composed in 2020, and uh, that that you had, you know, some fantastic players here, including including Regina Carter on, on violin and uh, Steve Wilson on, you know, sax, etc. Um, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that piece, which you called a love story dedicated to the neighborhood that raised me from birth to where I am now. Well, thanks. That def- oh, and congratulations on your award. Thank you, um, thank you, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I, it took more than 2020 to, to, to conceive of the whole thing. It it took a year and, um, you know, there's, it's, it's hard to find, uh, you know, gratitude for all the, you know, the difficulties and tribulations (laughs) that we've had to go through, through the pandemic. But that was a gift that I, you know, that, um, I started basically in March and, uh, or I remember getting my new, well, I started writing the the words then. And then I think in July, I, uh, renewed my subscription to Sibelius, which is a music writing, uh, program. And, uh, I remember that a year later in 21 July, in the middle of the evening, um, I got a note that I couldn't save anymore because my subscription had ended. And I was like, oh, no, my gosh, I'm not going to lose all this work. But anyway, it all worked out. <laughs> so I know exactly it took exactly a year to write these 16 songs, you know, based on uh, and, you know, putting 11 pages of lyrics to um, music. And um uh, it was part of a Chamber Music America grant uh, that was supposed to have... Uh, been done by now in 21 uh 20 and 21 but because of covid it's extended through 22 um florence and bombix was the premiere of the world premiere and then october 6th uh in new york at aaron davis hall city college is the new york city premiere and we're in now process of recording and uh, to make a CD, and uh, the plan is to make individual films uh, art, uh, directed by m- my wife, a wonderful uh, director, um, uh, for each of the 16 movements. Oh, my so, gracious. I had yeah, no idea yeah. that that Bombix hosted the premiere. And just before the mm-hmm. break, I want to just... Uh, give our listeners a little taste of uh, Freddie Bryant's lyrics. Melodies drift from block to block through alleys and courtyards. Day by day, a year has passed. By summer's end, unknown, we've grown with songs our own. Transporting. (laughs) We'll be right back with Freddie Bryant, famous guitarist. Hang on. Thank you. 
This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. happening here in the valley we're talking about it what, what i'm trying to communicate is that there are many many layers of, of safety management in place at every source to ensure that we reduce as much risk as, as possible does the bliss street station intentionally vent gas regularly because i can tell you that it vents gas pretty much every time i've gone to that area i have smelled gas 1015 1400 and 1240 we are the valley we are whmp Minutemen football lives here. Olsen lops it. Josiah Johnson, end zone, touchdown, Massachusetts. Merriweather, daylight, end zone, touchdown, Ellis Merriweather from eight yards out. Follow the action all season long on your home for Minutemen football. The UMass Sports Network from Learfield. Touchdown, Massachusetts. Hi, I'm Missy Tatro, Assistant Vice President and Senior Mortgage Originator at Greenfield Cooperative Bank and its Northampton Co-op Bank Division. Have we got some exciting news for you. And I'm Mortgage Originator Kimberly Gates. We're extending our offer to save up to $1,000 on your mortgage closing costs. There's still time to get a $750 closing credit plus another $250 when we pre-qualify you. Check out our new website and start your application now at bestlocalbank.com or come see us in person. As local lenders, we're here for you every step of the way. So come on over to the co-op and see me, Missy Tatro. Or me, Kimberly Gates, and save up to $1,000 on your closing costs. Close by November 30th, be a new first mortgage customer, or refinance from another loan provider. Minimum $100,000 loan, subject to change or end without notice. Other conditions apply. See bank for details. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender, member FDIC, member DIF. You can count on your friends at the co-op. It's the 14th annual Tom Kazenzi Driving for the Cure Charity Golf Tournament to support Dana-Farber Cancer Institute on September 27th at Twin Hills Country Club. To get involved, visit us online at TomKazenziDrivingForTheCure.com and together we can make a difference. Using WIC is easier than ever. You can use the WIC card instead of checks for your food purchases. WIC is a free nutrition program that helps working families stretch their food budget and make healthy choices. Visit us at mass.gov WIC, brought to you by the Massachusetts Department of Public Health's WIC Nutrition Program. If your Spanish-speaking employees spoke better English, would that be good for business? If your English-speaking employees spoke a little Spanish, would that be good for business? The International Language Institute delivers workplace language training, improving communication among coworkers and with customers. You get financial assistance with the Massachusetts Workplace Training Express Fund. They cover 50 to 100% of the cost. So let's get going. Call or email the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton.
This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Take five with Ruth Griggs and her very special guest today, Freddie Bryan. Every Thursday, I go home with a smile on my face because of this segment. Thank you, Ruth. Oh, thank you, Buzz, and thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Freddie Bryan, for coming with his Brazilian trio uh, next Saturday, October 1st, at the Northampton Jazz Festival. Freddie and his compadres will be playing at the Parlor Room. Uh, we're going to have two sets. One will be at 2.30 and one will be at 4. And I'm so, going to be the lucky dog who gets to hear Freddie Bryant doing that uh, that later set, after which I'm going to hear Ron Carter at the Academy of Music. It's going to be a great day for me. <laughs> That's right. I think it's going to be a great day for all of us. But, but Freddie, again... Um, and you're 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 well. You're all around the world, but you're New York City based. But um, I, I it, Freddie got his his BA here from Amherst College. God bless his soul. Um, mm-hmm. And and then and then went on to to get his master's at Yale School of Music in classical guitar. And now you're teaching at Berkeley College uh, College of Music as well as um, at the music school in Holland. Um, how does that go down, Freddie? Well, I've been teaching at the school in Holland uh, since 2006. Now, it, it's a visiting professorship, but well, it's actually it's more like a, a program. It's called New York Comes to Groningen. And uh, so in, in the old days, we had eight um, people from New York who would alternate weeks, and I would go four times a year. It happened about you know ten years or so. Now it's down to two, and that's fine. Uh, it's it's great to go there and uh, uh, change the pace and play music. And it's a very international program with people uh, from just like Berkeley, students from China and Japan and Korea, as well as Europe and every else, all other places. You know, so I have a lot of uh, in Berkeley. I have a lot of. Uh, South American students and Colombian students and uh, Argentinian students. It's really uh, great to meet these uh, people, young people who are really excited about the music. Well, and you also can just meet them where they are, uh, given the fact that you, you know, have so many different influences in your own music. You named some of them before. The fact that you have traveled and performed in 55 different countries and and I I just wanted to read this quote from Jason Karansky, who's an author, who said about Freddie Bryant, um, Freddie is a rhythmic and melodic sponge. Put him in any musical situation, be it classical, jazz, funk, selangese, and he'll tend to become one with the music. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, that sounds magical to me. Um, but how do you teach that, Freddie? I mean... Are, are you, as an improv master, which you are, do you, do you teach people how to improv or what to improv? Oh, well, I, you know, both. I mean, there's vocabulary. It depends on the style of music you're playing. There's, you know, it's just like a language. Uh, you know, if you can be a great musician, but not be familiar with the language of another style, like Indian classical music or something like that. Uh, but with with um, coaching, and you can learn the language. 
but you have to just be able to be open um, to hear the language and uh, feel the language. So that's what we do. We just listen a lot to music that's already been played and master works and and analyze them and and practice uh you know to get to that point but also practice from the students level of uh where their comfort level is to push them up from there rather than them just having to you know scale mount everest uh, to to play you know someone's solo that's what people do a lot of these times these days they they practice that way and then they post it on instagram but uh that's kind of like uh memorizing a uh, a monologue you know in uh in shakespeare that doesn't mean you can play the whole role for the whole <laughs> play you know so you got you got to do a lot more work but you know that's kind of where we start you know i and then a lot of people study with me because of my interests and because of you know the influences i have in my music um so it's uh, it's great to work with them and you know there's speaking of um yeah again working with all these different folks um of course i know you're you're good friends with with Andy Jaffe and Giselle Latien um oh, and yeah. Giselle talks about um going to your your Tai Chi guitar workshops that you conduct in Vermont oh, and Massachusetts yeah. and Costa Rica. Can you spend a f- yeah. couple of minutes, just maybe one minute, talking about that before we break to listen to one of your wonderful pieces? Tell us well, about how that for, comes together. Well, thanks for. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug the Costa Rica one because right now is the time. You can go to balancedguitar.com and check out the site and see. It's it's basically an opportunity now because it's coming up in January, the the cold month that's coming up soon to go down to Costa Rica and be able to spend five, six, seven days, I mean more seven or eight days to really focus on the guitar and yourself. We have yoga and we have, um, I teach Tai Chi there and, uh, and it's a, a Balanced guitar, meaning balance on your surfboard, too. I'm a terrible surfer. It's totally, my colleague Richard Miller, he's the guy who founded it, and he's a great Brazilian guitarist, plays a seven-string guitar, and he loves playing the guitar and surfing. It's totally, everything is optional. So it's kind of like a vacation where you can go down there, eat great homemade food from a Costa Rican chef, and and eat and play and exercise and relax. So it's a. Anyway. What was the, what was the website again, Freddie, to go to for um, this the, uh, the the Costa Rican balanced balanced guitar balanced guitar b a l a n c e d guitar. Dot com. Dot com. Wonderful. Yeah, well, we're yeah. going to we're gonna uh, close out the interview section again with our wonderful Freddie Bryant, um, master guitarist and Who, musician. By the way, he has his own website. You could purchase of, CDs. Of course and... he has his own website, which is <laughs> freddiebryant.com. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-B-R-Y-A-N-T.com. But come and if to... you'd like to add, add upperwestsidelovestory.com, then you can find out all about that piece. Oh, that piece is amazing. But, you know, Freddie is coming to the Jazz Festival October 1, 2.30 and 4 o'clock at the Parlor Room. It is free admission. 
So come and listen to the amazing Freddie Bryant. Now we're going to close it out with Boogaloo Brasileiro, um, which is a piece that, Freddie, did you compose this and you're playing it? Yes, it was from a 1999 CD called Boogaloo Brasileiro. Thank you, Freddie. <laughs> See Thank you. you. See you October 1st. Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Dear Massachusetts, marijuana is now legal for adult use. Keep your kids and pets safe by keeping all cannabis products in child-resistant packaging. Store your cannabis in a lockbox out of sight and out of reach from your children and teach them that cannabis and alcohol are for adults only and that prescription medications are only meant for the person they are prescribed for. Brought to you by the Northampton Prevention Coalition, working together to protect the developing brain. NorthamptonPrevents.org. The Northampton Community Music Center provides quality, accessible music education to more than a thousand members of the greater Northampton community. Hi, this is Jason Trotta, Executive Director of the Northampton Community Music Center. Our scholarship fund helps those with limited means access affordable music instruction and has never turned away a qualifying applicant in its 33 years of existence. To find out how you can help, please visit our website at ncmc.net. Live and local news and talk for Northampton and the Valley since 1950. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station. It's